0: Welcome back, me is episode 66, our post-draft rookie love episode. I'm the host with a clean shave. Yeah, that's gonna, what a quarantine does. I didn't wear a hat. I didn't know you had a butt chin under there. A little bit, a little butt chin there, man. But uh yeah, I didn't wear a hat with the clean shave because I felt like I was like a little kid asking daddy for snow cones after the baseball game. Yeah. So I was like, nope, not going to go with that. And then the man here to my right, the commish, Sean, we're back and better than ever. And a uh, special shout out. You know, we, we do this usually during the season, but a shout out to the Miami Dolphins front office. Yeah, you, you guys nailed it for that once. Beam. My man here, you guys made him the happiest man in the world. I said that even to his wife earlier, right before he came up here. I was <laughs> like, "This made him the happiest man." Not your wedding day.
1: This this pick right here. I uh, yeah I I if you go on social media, you can check out how excited I was. The most but joyous but scream. I think it was ever. It was less joy. And more just releasing the relief that they actually didn't screw that's, it up. That's really well because put. Yeah. I thought they were going to take Justin Herbert with all this smoke screen, <laughs> thought they were going to screw up this whole tank for Tua. And if that, so it was just like, oh my gosh, yes.
0: They oh did. man, when you, when you uh, screamed at, my, at my, my house, I was worried my neighbors were going to come over and check yeah. what happened. When well, I was like, oh man, when a grown man screams like that, that was a lot <laughs> of angst of Miami fans just released and said, you got it right. Yes, exactly. I've done that, says Dan Marino. Yeah. Uh but yeah, let's talk a little bit about the draft. Uh, your little post draft thoughts here, non-fantasy related. If you want to give a little one, two, two minutes uh kind of recap there. We both thought the Ravens had a phenomenal draft as yeah. usual. Um, especially picking up Dobbins, who we won't actually talk about too much here on the on the podcast. But can you just talk about the rich getting richer with their run game? Yep. You got Mark Ingramarty there and Lamar Jackson, and now you're just ponying up. Just yep. pony up the
1: next guy. They're getting ready for the next when uh, next off when uh, Mark Ingram will be a free agent. So
0: yeah, they're, they're like, hey, cheaper or walk away. It. Yeah, running backs are a dime a dozen sometimes. Really wanted the Dolphins to get him, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but outside of that, uh, what about the Packers?
1: What in the heck, man? I mean, yeah. I know if you've listened to any sports, <laughs> you guys have heard this take over we'll and beat over. Beat it again. over, I mean, you know, it's just, But it's just, yeah, I don't agree with it at all. You could go get a <laughs> skill player, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, and they just continue not to do that. So D- the D- only thing that I think would be justifiable is if they are kind of doing the New England thing where they would take a Jimmy Garoppolo take you know somebody who they can groom and then trade in like two years and they'll be like well this guy learned under right you know that type of thing that's the only way i see
0: it's tough there uh i mean deepest receiver draft in history and then take a single one that's crazy. that was the funniest part there and uh a lot of things there front office trying to send a message like a to aaron rogers second rounder i know right just drafting your third string running back it was yeah. it didn't make any any sense uh stay away from uh AJ Dillon early on in drafts yeah. for fantasy but so let's go talk about our favorite rookie uh skill position players yeah um Sean I'm going to throw it over to you we're going to talk about wide receivers since this was a very deep draft yep with wide receivers in the way the NFL game is gone it's a pass happy league these guys are extremely important in fantasy football and this was a great draft and you're always hoping your team was picking a receiver.
1: Yeah. I honestly the landing spots weren't ideal for a lot of these. Um I would have preferred the Jets I think was one of the top spots to land because Mm -hmm. there's just no one there. There's so many targets to be had. Lost Robbie Anderson. It's pretty much just Jamison Crowder and, you know, I mean he'll gather a lot of targets, but he's not gonna be you know, the whole offense. No. Um, so that kind of stunk. Uh, I'll start off the top with who I think was the best receiver did not go first. Um, but Jerry Judy to me was oh, just yeah. the most polished and ready to play. I mean, he'll, he's to me just so can't miss. He's going to be a fantastic wide receiver in the NFL. I think the Broncos were just ecstatic to get him where they did. Like that's a steal way down at like 15. I think they got him.
0: Or... Yeah. And nobody saw his teammate going before him. Yeah. The ghost when of Al Davis. Took the speed. We're not, a, yeah. You know, maybe
1: I'll have you talk about rugs because yeah. I, I added a third here, but <laughs> quickly on Jerry Judy. Um, I think, you know, year one wide receivers, they've started to come on quicker, but they're still like second half of the year type of thing. You're not going to be able to draft Jerry Judy as your wide receiver two and expect in the first couple weeks to have him perform like that. I don't think. Um, and he's one of the better ones. Uh, so to put it in perspective, I really, I mean, It's a late round draft pick that you're going to, you know, have to hold on to and wait for that final breakout to kind of come out. So a lot of these guys I'm going to talk about, I think, you know, they're fun flyers to take when you get past like the eighth, ninth round. But besides that, I'm not putting them on a draft board like this is who I plan to use as my wide receiver to or anything. Um, the other guys I had, Denzel Mims. I just talked about the Jets. I think that's a fantastic landing spot. Um, he's got, you know, he's, like like we said, this receiving cl- class was so deep that yeah, any other talented. year this guy might have been a first-rounder. I mean, he was that talented. Um, and then Justin Jefferson to your Vikings there, I think was another great pickup. Um, he's just uh, had so much success. You know, a lot of people wanted to attribute it to just Joe Burrow, but... I think he's just a fantastic wide receiver. They needed it. They replaced Diggs with that. I'll be interested to see what they do um, as far as Thielen's always played in the slot, you know, and then Diggs was outside, and he mainly – Justin Jefferson's mainly been a slot receiver, so I – they may kick him out. I don't know what they're going to do there. You go
0: back, Thielen's had time before on the outside yeah. as well. I was reading a lot of it. I think they're. we'll see how it figures out. But if Kubiak was excited to pick a slot receiver and say mm-hmm. it was his favorite, he's got to have something in the mix yeah. of how that's going to be used. So yeah.
1: I, I think that would kind of hurt Adam Thielen, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, if they had maybe waited until the second or third round to pick up that wide receiver and they got it a big outside guy. To me, that would have been a better case scenario for Thielen. You know he's going to have the same role. Diggs is gone, and, you know, he's going to get all these targets.
0: So I think it hurts him a little bit, but he's also a rookie. Yeah, man, Diggs was always a a slot receiver. They moved those guys back and forth. So some people, you know, might say that Jefferson might catch more balls than Diggs, Mm -hmm. and you might – who knows? They might be able to have that same production where a lot of rankings, Diggs and Thielen were pretty close, right, 30, 31, that type of set. And then you talk about Jerry, Judy – it's going to be hard for a lot of fans, the yeah, drafters, I didn't talk about Sutton, but yeah, but they they're going to take him just for his name as a wide receiver too. Yeah. But so like you, you said, so you
1: see him going like in the 5th 6th round.
0: Yeah, but you, it's a caution. You 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 talked about it. Sutton there and then, you know, we'll talk about a little more of Drew Lock later, but a lot rides on his shoulders to make sure that ball gets yeah. to him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll go down some some players here so like do you see, I guess like a Will Fuller? Christian Kirk, Hollywood Brown; those are kind of the area where you see people are going to be picking Jerry Judy over these guys, or you see him going even higher, like over uh, definitely Robert got,
0: Woods, uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I, I see him going higher than those guys. Okay, he's got the skill level to, as a complete receiver to be better than all those guys you named, especially Hollywood Brown being in the offense that he he's in. You know, that's a guy I like name wise. first, Yeah, run first, but I think people are going to jump on him a little early. But I agree with the Denzel Mims. People yeah. are gonna pick him up in free agency after a few weeks, I think. Yeah. He's somebody that's leave the
1: volumes there. Exactly. He's just
0: gonna fall into that, you know, opportunity there. So yeah. So let me talk about I'm gonna just talk about two guys in here. C.D. Lamb is like the luckiest receiver <laughs> in this whole draft. He's in a weird mix with his quarterback. Like is he going to be there and the Cowboys are going to pay him? But he goes to an offense with a already wide receiver one in the mix and a run game that demands everyone's respect. Yeah. And so now you add another weapon on the other side with Dak Prescott. It's always a top 10, top 12 quarterback now in fantasy. It's top five now with this offense, oh, in my it's, opinion. It's ridiculous because you single coverage on the outside, especially when you got Zeke Elliott healthy. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a, a, lot of, a lot of good targets there um he can be he, he's not a one-trick pony as in he can only run the nine route and get the deep touchdowns he's mm-hmm. he's a, got a great frame on him and he can run pretty much the whole route tree yeah so you're gonna see a lot of volume even if it's split with um michael gallup now, yeah well michael gallup coming in there but even cooper on the other side yeah it's still gonna be a wide receiver two production in my mind that i think he can take over as wide receiver one because remember Cooper would like go away in like away games. Yeah. He'd that's just true. be completely gone. <clears throat> so CeeDee Lamb, I really believe Jerry Jones saw that because it wasn't a need. Mm-hmm. I saw it as a Randy Moss miss pick in ninety eight. <laughs> when everyone thought they should have picked him and they, they let him go. Didn't need him, but that that this time I was sitting in this two hundred and fifty million dollar yacht, Jerry Jones. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm gonna call i G- am I'm gonna call uh C D Lamb. And then he needed like his daughter and granddaughter to help him figure out how to use the phones. Yeah, call. it was hilarious. It's like watching your grandparents and technology. <laughs> uh and then my next receiver is Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. I, you know, really like where he landed. You said it perfectly at the beginning. The landing spot for a lot of these wide receivers weren't ideal. Yeah. They're gonna be good for those teams, but not great for fantasy because they went to shared um, target areas. But Pittman is bringing something to Indianapolis that they don't have right now. You yeah. know, even with an aging T.Y. Hilton, but Phillip Rivers loves big receivers. And with big receivers equals throws over the middle, touchdown, red zone targets, I think you can see a lot of that. And the play action game is going to help them out too, because they got the best offensive line over there in the NFL, in my opinion. So I think Michael Pittman's going to come into a Great situation with an old-school gunslinger, but I think he, he's going to get a lot of targets, and I think touchdowns too.
1: Yep, and then just to kind of throw them in there, there's a couple other we didn't really mention. Did you have one more? Or? No, no okay. I can talk about Ruggs. Yeah, uh, Rugs
0: was the first one taken, but. He was number one taken, and I wasn't mad. Yeah. Really between Ruggs, CD Lamb, and Jerry Judy. They all have like their own particular little things. I believe CD Lamb has more upside. Judy's probably going to be the better pro. Mm-hmm. And Ruggs is going to be the flashy one. He's fast. He's <laughs> fast. And what's not better than going to Las Vegas and bringing the flash? Yep. Uh, I saw a lot of guys on Twitter making fun of, well, you know, Derek Carr's arm. Yeah. he would be good enough. He'll be waiting at the end down the field, waiting for the ball to catch up to him. So that kind of worries me a little bit there, how yeah. they're going to use him. Um, what other receivers were you thinking of? There's a I – mean. um, the, uh, Was it Rager
1: that the Philadelphia – was they were, that was a great landing spot. In my opinion, if – somehow one of these guys, one of those three had fallen to, or they'd traded up. Like if yeah. they traded up to get Jerry Judy when he started falling, that yeah. would have been just ideal. And
0: but, he, he's one, a rookie receiver, people are, are definitely going to pick in the wide receiver two range. Rager. Rager, because of the need. It was in the need in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's going to go pretty early. And then that um, IUK what, yeah, Iuke, yep. Did I say that correctly? Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Brandon inch in, in San Francisco. Yep. They needed another receiver there. He's like a Debo Samuel with a polished deep route. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think later on, a couple of weeks in, he'll you know he be a little more – I wouldn't say he's dependable enough. He might be a flex because yeah. of the way San Francisco's offense is. Yeah. But he's going to be – it's a great fit in the in 49ers' offense.
1: All right. So before we leave the receivers here, if you had to pick your number one – You know, for fantasy drafts, like you would take this wide receiver first. What's the wide receiver you would take? Out of the rookies? Out of the rookies coming in, yeah.
0: It'd be CD Lamb. CD
1: Lamb is yours. Because
0: I trust the quarterback, and I think he's going to get enough targets on the other side. Yeah, even with Cooper there, I think he's going to get quite a few targets.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to say Mims just because of the opportunity, but because of the talent, and I think there still is an opportunity there. I would say Judy. Yeah. To me, he's he's just he's the safest in my opinion. Yeah. Like he's gonna have that number two role. He's gonna take on that Emmanuel Sanders uh, area. So it's gonna
0: come down to timing, which you know, without an offseason, I, I, I mean Locke. I mean, because the way Judy yeah. runs routes, it's it's just a coach's dream. Yeah. The the way he can just break that break off a route is just beautiful. So the quarterback has no excuse of the guy that polished coming out of college. Yep. That's so polished. So let's move on to what I really want to talk about
1: because it's the most fun rookie thing to talk about, which is the running backs.
0: Oh, you know how much I love them in drafts. I draft them all That's the time. That's true. He's,
1: <laughs> he's in like third, fourth round drafting these dudes, and we thought he was crazy, and then he got Todd Gurley, and we're like, you suck.
0: Yes, I, I live with those the, the rookie running backs. So I'll go first here. Um, talking about Todd Gurley, I love the replacement pick in Cam Akers. Okay. It's a name that wasn't too high in college because Florida State, these past couple years after Jimbo Fisher left them, stinks. Sucks. They suck. <laughs> Horrible offensive line. And he was basically, if he didn't go off, Florida State didn't win. Yeah. And he did really good behind a bad offensive line. And going over to, I almost said St. Louis, <laughs> going over to the Rams, they got an old line that still got it pieced back together. Mm-hmm. But his running style, he runs mad. Yeah. And he's a one-cut go guy. He can make you miss in a phone booth. I'm like, I like that pick. I think he's going to go over the two backs they already have there, Malcolm Brown and and Henderson. Yeah, was,
1: how do you see that shaking out You know, right at the beginning? Do you think he has a good shot of winning that job right uh, out the eight? I think
0: it might be split carries through the first two or three weeks. And I think yeah. Akers runs away with it.
1: I think that's what it's going to have to be. I don't think um, Sean McVay is just going to give it to him if and he seems to like Malcolm Brown a lot, actually. So it could be, you know, a good mixture of all three of them right in there. Um, but if, like you said, if, if the talent is undisputable, I, I can't see him not using that weapon and making him there. Right. And back.
0: even like you talk about just scoring touchdowns too, out of those three bags, acres would probably be the one getting the red zone touches because yep. of his running style. Yep. Uh, so I, that's one I like, and then there's a very uh, obvious pick here, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor going to the Colts. That was just perfect. What hurts is the Marlon Mack piece. Yeah, how that will come down. But I already touched on it. The one of the, the best offensive line in the NFL, with you know a ready to win team. He's going to do a lot.
1: Yeah, for me, if you're if you're drafting for 2021, he's almost the number one there's a guy i'll talk about that you know might be over him but he's fantastic they yeah. don't they'll probably get out from under mac next year yeah and then he'll take over and to me he was my favorite running back in the class i know the fumbling's a problem that mm-hmm. could be a concern you just mentioned the goal line for cam Akers, but for me jonathan taylor's right there with him to yeah. where he's going to be used for that goal line the thing's going to be is if he cannot fix his fumbling if that's he fumbles then he badly. will be back to the line so i can see that being an issue for him but i mean there's been a lot of tiki barber's one that's gotten that fixed and you know i could see him being a, a really good pick by the end of this year
0: yeah, and it's, it's really going to come down, like you said, the fumbling and how much they're going to use Marlon Mack. Dynasty League, he's obviously probably the second pick, I think. Yeah. I think there's one other guy, and you might talk about him, that will go ahead of him. Yep. But people are going to pick Jonathan Taylor because he's in a phenomenal situation. Uh, so he's the, a must in Dynasty Leagues. And, yeah, people who are in Keeper Leagues, you're definitely picking this guy to keep him for five, six, seven years at least. <laughs> yeah, so with let's situation.
1: give them some perspective here. We'll start with your Cam Akers. Um if you're in a draft, say this week you've got a draft. Are you going to draft David Montgomery or Cam Akers? Oh. he's a young guy too. Oh, yeah, he is. got a lot of work, but I'm he's taking Akers. I'm
0: riding so high on the Akers <laughs> train. I'm you just thinking he could be the him.
1: next Todd Gurley. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I think, and not in particular, I don't. He can catch out of the backfield as well, okay. but Todd Gurley's a whole different type of beast. But
1: yeah, right, what about James Conner? Yeah. Cam Akers. You want acres? I'll take Acres. So as you can see, he he does so, value these guys. So now, on, he's he's looking at it from a keeper's perspective, like if it's a am, redraft.
0: I am redraft would be different for yeah. that where I like keeper leagues. I probably maybe go with the Connor.
1: If you had had you know,
0: a few more um I don't know what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, going with some of these guys a redraft, get the proven backs. Um, but if you're thinking dynasty or keepers, which keepers is really what more leagues are becoming. Yeah. I would definitely take it because running backs are so hard to pick um, year to year. So when you jump on a rookie and that's my strategy As you they know, they have the draft capital. It's just the safe. A yeah. Um, but yeah, especially since. I was surprised Pittsburgh didn't really take one of the top tier backs as well. Yeah, they got McFarlane, the who's possibly he, he's a he's a smaller back that's a little more um, lightning fast. He mm-hmm. he'll be able to change it in, but he won't take it every down. So mm-hmm. Connor's job is safe. So when Connor's healthy with the QB one back, that's then true. People will have to give him a little a little less respect of eight nine man boxes.
1: Yep, and then uh, your other running back here, Jason. Taylor or Jason Taylor, it's not Jason. Taylor. <laughs> Whoa, dolphin much? All right, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Um, he, you would take above Cam Akers, I assume, or are you hotter on Cam Akers?
0: Hotter on Cam Akers. Really I'm worried about Marlon Mack.
1: Okay, I would take Jonathan Taylor. I just think his talent is going to win out. Mack is also very injury prone. Yeah. So as long as he gets that fumbling thing taken care of, I would take him over. So I'm, I don't really need to even ask you.
0: Uh, I don't know. Like Which a, is tough. Like I love Jonathan Taylor, but I'm just yeah. thinking like next year, I'm just fearful because Mac is proven when healthy yeah. in that offense.
1: All right, well, then we'll move on to who is the number one running back that will be <laughs> taken uh, that will jump into probably those top – three maybe even second round
0: shoot man i see this guy going first round
1: (laughs) it's you never know i mean if if the hype is enough in camp then so he let me have this one since i i I called the pick we were we we had a draft party at his house we stayed six feet apart we did only four or five of us there
0: masks were optional but we're good
1: (laughs) um yeah, and we were calling out picks, trying to see how many we could get right as the mm-hmm. picks would come up. And I had picked Elaire, which a lot of people thought Swift would go there. Yeah. Or any of the others. Elaire was on a lot of people's boards the third best, I think. Maybe even fourth. Yeah, or, I think he was fourth. I- so it was, I just, the fit was so good. It was, it looked like an Andy Reid running back. He reminds oh, yeah. me a lot of Brian Westbrook. Yep. And so I just think this is a match made in heaven. He's a first round pick. And the hype is going to be unbelievable on this guy. Like like I said, if there's anything mm-hmm. coming out of camp that he looks amazing, Andy Reid wants him to you know, be the starter, yeah. similar to what was happening with Kareem Hunt when uh, Spencer Ware went down. If that type of thing happens, you're right. He could sneak into the first round, which to me is a little too much risk. Um, I thought I was going to come on here and make the take that you shouldn't invest in him in those first few rounds because – of what the Chiefs have done and Andy Reid has done, like say last year, um, a hot one was uh, Darwin Thompson. Everybody was like, "He's the guy that can take over this backfield." And if you have the Chiefs running back, you have gold. Uh, it didn't happen. No. He, he couldn't mm-hmm. get on the field. Um, Andy Reid trusted the older backs and Damien Williams and Lashawn McCoy. And I can see a little bit of that happening. If you get if so if you take him in the second round, I know you're going to want to continue to start him week in and week out but there's a possibility after week 1 you may see he's getting 5 to 10 touches a game and you're going to have to sit on him for a couple of weeks until he wins that job over. Yeah. I think he will and I think towards, you know, the second half of the season he will be a top 10 back if he gets that job, which I project him to do. So I would change my stance and say that you got to take him at that higher spot cuz it's what he's going to cost. Um, and as if you're a keeper at all, that's—I mean, he's—he could be, you know, the best, one of the best running backs, probably a top three, four pick in next year's draft if he's taken over that job.
0: Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Larr. I have to keep saying it to be better. I just want to say it. Be clear, Clyde, or <laughs> I want to call him Clydesdale, but he's so small it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but his offense in LSU, which was like a five in five out, is what they kind of basically called this. It. Is I've got five to protect. I'm going to have five options out there. For Joe Burrow to catch. That's what made LSU's offense so much fun and high scoring. Yep. So it's a pretty much similar, you know, kind of mindset going to Kansas City. Yep. And he's, he's sturdy enough to pick up as a blocker and he knows how to run out of those, you know, only a five man blocking scheme up front because of everything spread it out. So I think the fit's really good as well. That's better than Darwin Thompson. Yeah. And
1: the biggest thing is that first-round pick. They invested a first-round pick, yeah. so I think that he will get in there quicker than other guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're trying to get him into the top 10 running backs, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Um, so Joe Mixon's on the board, and Hilaire's on the board. You going Joe Mixon or Hilaire? Going Mixon. Yeah, I would definitely stick with Mixon. Um, Josh Jacobs? Or Josh Hilaire? Jacobs. Yeah. We're, to- we're together so far. Let's see how, <laughs> how far this goes with your – Love of rookies. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he's kind of been a follower. Oh, they Clyde
0: Edwards-Hilaire, unless Fournette gets traded.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I'm with if, you on that, actually.
0: Even if Fournette gets traded, it just seems like the wheels have fallen off.
1: Well, and they just don't want him. Like, I think I could see this team's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So they start losing, and, you know, week seven, eight, they're going to say, let's see what we got in Armstead. We're going to put him in.
0: And Fournette has to go to an offense kind of like with how Adrian Peterson balled out. Yeah. In their early two thousands, because it, he's a power scheme running back, mm-hmm. right? Zone is everywhere. Some sort of zone, and he's not that type of back. So that's where Fournette. I think people are just kind of letting him. Eh, we're not going to trust him. Even I mean, Derrick Henry runs better power that's ball. That's what than I was. That's
1: my next back, Derrick Henry or Hilaire? Um, that's not even a question. for It's me. Henry. It's got to be Henry. Yeah. I mean, he was he. Yeah, impressed the heck out of me last year. I did not see him being a top five back.
0: And it's basically the same returning year. offense, so it's going to be pretty much the same.
1: Yeah, um, and then it's also contract here. He's going for that contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Nick Chubb or lair?
0: I would take a layer over that. Because so I don't you, trust.
1: It sounds like you have him in your top 10 then.
0: Yeah, I don't. Like Stefanski, I like, like him because being a former Viking, no see. But I don't trust. I trust the offense of Kansas City more than what the Browns can put together.
1: Yeah, I would. If you're if you're telling me season long, I think that probably Nick Chubb has a better season. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at when the games count in the second half, I think you're going to be happier that you have a layer, especially um, if you're in a keeper league. So no. I would take him probably over just for that upside of, you know, he can be, he could, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for him to be the number one running back this year. Like that's a possibility for him. Oh, Whereas yeah. for Nick Chubb, I don't see that because he's losing all that passing work to Kareem Hunt. So yeah, I think we both would have him on the edge of that top 10, which is crazy and would put him in the second round easily.
0: Yeah. Cause I think Clyde Edwards will layer. If you see Kansas city's offense toward the end of the season, which in fantasy that's playoff time, They mixed it up so much that the running game became a real big part of that offense. And so that's going to win you a championship because it's getting colder weather. Your guys are game playing for the pass against Patrick Mahomes. So you're going to see the running back being used a lot more like Damian Williams was last year. Yep. People were loving that pick. Mad at him early in the (laughs) year and then glad to have him toward the end.
1: All right, and then a lot of people had this guy as their number one running back. I thought the Dolphins were going to take him with their, their <laughs> yeah. first-round pick, their last one. I think they traded back to 30 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, we took another corner, even though we have two of the top five corners, the two highest-paid corners <laughs> on our team. But we need another corner, apparently. No. But DeAndre Swift, um, he is fantastic. He is. I yeah. am very angry with where he ended up because, as <laughs> I'm sure you've heard, I love on Johnson. He does. And... Yeah, this just sucks. Like it sucks for both of them. I like. I wish they had ended up like say, it Swift ended up in Jacksonville. That'd have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, like that means they're probably gonna move on from Fournette. Even he, this he year. was
0: taking cops to McCaffrey. Yeah, but then just like you said, I'm like, oh, he wants a Detroit. It's just it right. Sucks. They're not like. Are they gonna use him? Correctly? I mean, you
1: remember what happened when Carrion came in? It took so long for him to get past Legarrette Blunt. So there's going to be a similar thing. I think they're gonna. I think Carry On is still their starter come week one, and probably. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt or he's just suck, right? Yeah, <laughs> then he's not going to lose that job completely. And even if they turn the reins over to Swift, they're still going to mix in Carry On Johnson. Um, they still like him. Like I said, if he now if he does if he's hurt. Um, which he's gotten hurt every year every year. then all you know the Swift college. is you know all you know, full force. that's what I think Patricia wants to run the ball. Um, so I, I think he'd be a great pick, but I think just this landing spot sucks and it just puts it him down. it puts him almost down everybody we've talked about, I'd almost put him towards the end just because of that landing spot that he's he's ending up at. like when
0: they drafted him, I was not happy at all. yeah. Like I was so mad. Lions fans, maybe, but fantasy wise, I'm like, well, there goes a great talent to the yep. graveyard. And like, you know, since Barry left, they can't run the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you on that one, but he's going to slide. I would definitely think He'll of be him one as a one that you uh, can
1: take a chance on? Like, like a late flyer? Yeah. Like to me, he's one, if you want one of those rookies, he's going to be probably the third, fourth, fifth one off the board. So, mm-hmm. if he's sitting there in the 10th round and you're like, well, I can take. Rashad Penny or, you know, Damian Williams who might lose his job or Marlon Mack, it's like, well, maybe just – if it's going to be a bench player anyways, take that shot on him. Like I said, if carry-on sucks or if he gets hurt, which he has gotten hurt a lot, then boom, you've got probably close to a top 10 back right there. Yeah. So um, let's kind of go down. So we're we're not saying that they – that he is hurt. So <laughs> where would you take, I know here, here's your guy, Kenyon Drake. You love him. Oh, role. big Kenyon Drake You're fan. Take Drake over Swift. I see. Yep. I'm curious where, well, what about the other rookies there? So like Jonathan Taylor or, or Drake, Drake, um, what was the other one that I mentioned? Uh, or that you had acres acres or Drake, mm. <laughs> Drake, Okay. Yeah. Well, you you must like Drake. I do
0: love Drake.
1: That yeah, and you must believe they're gonna especially in a keeper sense, obviously mm-hmm. Cam Akers has a way more upside because I don't think they, they franchise tagged Drake, right? Or How I tagged I, or something. I don't think they, they didn't pay him. They did not give no, him the contract.
0: I, I can't remember. I should have looked that up beforehand, but I, yeah, I can't remember to be honest. But I just think the offense is a great fit for for Drake. Okay. The way they're going to use them, and rookies are still a prove it to me thing. Yeah. So I'm going to get a guy that had a great end of the year of in that system, and so that gives me as a fantasy owner, as a guy drafting again, gives me more uh, confidence in taking a
1: a drink. All right. So then, like Swift or let's say um, Rashad Penny. Ah
0: gross it is very gross because you know (laughs) seattle's gonna run with like i don't want that i would definitely take swift
1: okay david johnson
0: you know what shoot i would take david johnson i don't it's not exciting like it used to be Mm -hmm. but i'd probably take him because he's the obvious uh, rb1
1: yeah so i'm about the same place as you like i said if you get into those later rounds and he's the last one Mm -hmm. left and you want one of them he's probably going to be the best option yeah um, guys, we didn't talk about J.K. Dobbins ends up in, I think we mentioned him in a little Baltimore. bit, but that's just that ridiculous. Be,
0: yeah, it's just, yeah. wow. <laughs>
1: He's going to be 2021. He'll be fantastic. Him and Jonathan Taylor are going to, That to me, those are cl- more clearly their years. People are going to take, take,
0: take Dobbins. They're going to put him on the bench. I think that's a great thing because he can be, something happens to Ingram, either he starts slowing down or gets injured. Yeah. You never wish injury on anybody. Right. It'd be the worst guy ever. But if he starts slowing <laughs> down and Dobbins starts ticking up, you just got yourself a prize back. Yep. But you're going to have to be patient with him. Yeah. He might score one touchdown <laughs> week one and then go three weeks without scoring a touchdown. It's just, yeah. that's just going to happen. Another
1: one to mention is Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, he went to Tampa Bay. That was a spot that a running back could have ended up. That would have been great. Like to Swift. Swift went there. Oh. Man. Oh,
0: that would have been amazing. Yeah. We'd be talking about Swift as the best back to pick <laughs> It'd up. be, yeah, oh, he'd man. be
1: battling with Hilaire the there. Um, but they, I mean, they invested in this guy. I think he was a third or fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, their second pick because they didn't have that many early picks. No, they didn't. Um, but yeah, I think. It didn't seem like Arians was that happy with Ronald Jones. So I think if this guy is any good, I don't know much about him. I don't know if you've followed his... I,
0: no, I actually did not. Like, when they picked him up, and, like, I, I watched every single pick in the NFL draft. I've been... I love that stuff and doing Nerd it since alert. I was a kid. Nerd alert when it comes to football. And I was reading mock drafts, but, I like, I would skip over his name. And yeah. when they picked him, I was, like, flipping over my phone trying to figure something out about him. But yeah. he is... an depending what the word comes out of camp, and Mm -hmm. camp's going to be really weird this year, right? Yeah. So whatever the news might be, who's getting penned up, you know, penciled in as RB1 in that backfield, Yeah, was definitely RB2 worthy, I think.
1: Yeah. I can see it happening.
0: Because, you know... He's
1: more of a pass catcher than mm -hmm. um, Ronald Jones, so... You know, Tom Brady loves to dump down just James White. I think that's kind of the mold that you're looking for with him. Yeah. I don't think he's going to completely take over the backfield. Um, I think they called – Bruce Arians called him like a mini David Johnson. He's he's pretty small.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a small guy, but I think he'd be – I don't know. He'd be worth the RB2 slot yeah. if you're in one of those leagues where you're just looking for a running back. And if he's penciled in, pay attention to camp notes. He should – as yep. a fantasy footballer, you should really figure out who's coming out of camp as possible RB1s on names you're not really impressed, mm-hmm. but you need those carries yep. and targets. So let's move on to quarterbacks. All right. I'm As David Gettleman uh, says, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Gettleman, man, the guy wearing a mask by himself. He had a good draft, room. though. The Giants was pretty good. Yeah, him, yeah everyone was surprised they needed to pick uh, Simmons, but I think it was so smart to pick that lineman. Yeah, they like. needed to protect those two first-round picks in Saquon.
1: And... And uh, Daniel oh, Jones, Daniel Jones, yeah, so
0: definite, definitely smart. I'm going to start this so I can let you end with the bank. <laughs> Since
1: you cheated, and it's not really, a rookie. yeah.
0: So mine's not a rookie. I'm
1: kind I'm, of. He almost
0: redshirted. Oh yeah. I'm really watching Drew Locke. I mean, they got a track team around him. Oh my gosh! All right? I mean, you look at the two weapons he got in Judy and Hamler, which people. Where he was a riser on the boards there at yeah. Penn State, those guys are fast, yeah. And Judy's very polished, handler's more of a one trick pony, mm-hmm. he's he's that speed guy, but he doesn't need to be with that offense, no, because he fits right in with you know Sutton that's already there as a big man target. And then the tight ends, you got Noah that runs like a 4 4. And then they and Brandon O, yeah, I can't say that dude's uh, name, I yeah, <laughs> I, I believe old teammates with Drew Lockback in Mizzou, so yeah. you got that chemistry there. I'm like. They're like Everyone in that division was quickly copying Kansas City. Yeah, Everyone's They're like, like,
1: we can't stop this, so we must keep up. We're going to score.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, can Drew Locke clean up his game? Yeah. To be accurate. He surprised me. He yeah. looked
1: better than I thought he would.
0: But now we you get all these weapons in there, it's like quarterback stepping up and making them look better, mm-hmm. or is it going to be too much and you're trying to feed? Because receivers can be divas. Yeah. You can try to feed this guy too many times and you're worrying about it. So hopefully they simplify the offense. Enough for him to where he can start just making those reads correctly and not feeling like I got to force the ball to this guy or to that guy. And they got good running backs behind him. So yep. that
1: offense can be a lot. That's right. They got Melvin Gordon too. Yeah. So. And
0: their defense has gotten a little older, but it's always been a decent defense. Good but yeah. he should be somewhere near decent. So Drew Locke has a lot on his shoulders. So is this more of a Drew Locke
1: thing or his weapons thing? Like, do you think Drew Locke is draftable as that one of those last quarterbacks taken?
0: Yeah, as, as the bottom end, if you're one of those guys that waits for a quarterback, if it's not a Mahomes or Lamar, People I People have taken
1: backups, and you're looking at, you know, 14, 15,
0: 16. Yeah, to me, if there's like two, two or maybe three quarterbacks to take first like toward like the higher end for quarterbacks to be taken, which most of us would say probably sixth round or lower. Yeah. Unless you're so yet you that guy that starts to run on him. Oh, well, I'm sure Lamar Jackson is going to go on the top. Yeah. Three. Well, with his running ability, he, he, he's a cheat code. He goes up, but he could be a flyer in there. I really see him as a streaming option. Yeah. That somebody might connect with lock and just go with it. Just like, now, I'm not going to say Mahomes and him are similar, but when Mahomes came in and blew it up his second year, mm-hmm. right, didn't do anything his rookie year, he went undrafted in some places and then got picked up after week one.
1: You heard it here, guys. He said the next Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is not. Drew Locke. So
0: draft I him I and expect 50 touchdowns. <laughs> I don't like Drew Locke's, like, <laughs> talent level to Mahomes at all, <laughs> but it's like you, you're basically saying, hey, hey, kid, here's the keys of my Lamborghini. Like, don't, don't wreck it. Right. Yeah. Like this is, you've got everything you need to succeed. If he, if he even goes just middle ground, they might be drafting a quarterback again next year.
1: Yep. And then obviously I'm going to talk Who about are talk about to talk about? Tua Iloa. <laughs> they didn't make the mistake. My favorite quarterback, the best quarterback out of this. No, Joe burrow is honestly, if we're, we're not going to talk much about him, but if you're, no. if you're drafting a quarterback from this rookie class, it's, it's Joe burrow. He's going to no. come in week one, be the starter. And, you saw what he did in LSU, and it was the best college quarterback season yeah. we've ever seen. So yep. I can't argue that. Uh, Tua, I'm so happy we got him. Um, as far as his outlook for this season, I think they're going to be smart with him. They're going to take their time. The hip apparently is not an issue. He's been cleared and all that. Yeah. So he could play You know, starting week one. But I think with the Fitzpatrick, already worked with Chan Gailey so much, this offseason is going to be – kind of weird. He's not yep. really going to be able to get in there and learn as probably much as he would have. So he'll be a little behind the eight ball in that regard. So I see him coming in you know, closer to the middle of the season and then kind of making his campaign at that point.
0: Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Don't rush it with the awkward offseason with him. you've got Fitzpatrick to get in there to carry the torch. If he comes halfway or toward the back end of the year, it's fine. If he sits out the whole year, yeah. every Dolphin fan is going to be okay with that. No, not every, but <laughs> I smart one should be. Yeah, exactly. This is the face of the franchise with great promise. Let him just grow into that role. It's not a necessary need right now to put him in with a decent veteran quarterback that could still keep you in ballgames. I mean, Dolphin fans were really rooting for Rosen so they can get the worst pick because <laughs> Fitzpatrick was Magic. Yeah, and, I know. And, and it was like almost winning games. <laughs> I mean,
1: this may be my Miami bias, but we, our team got no one can deny I got a, so much better just in this. Oh yeah. They season. drafted great. We drafted great. We've got a lot of defensive talent, and free agents in free agency. Um, so I think that this team's going to get better in a hurry. And honestly, if they stuck with Fitzpatrick throughout it, I think they could challenge for one of those last playoff spots. Yeah. Like, that's how much of a turnaround I see this happening. And if that's the case, I think that's where that's where you would see to await you know, till the next year. If, if Fitzmagic is playing Fitzmagic, um, I don't see a reason for them to rush that guy. In. Oh yeah,
0: I think the, the, another winner from this draft is Preston Williams. Oh man, yeah, no wide draft. receiver being drafted. He's a fringe wide receiver. One to me, well, I what? would, I would almost count him there. But if he can stay healthy with Fitzmagic slinging the ball before Tua gets in there, man,
1: this you're higher on Preston Williams than I, even me. I, I think the opportunities are just there. I was so for him. I was happy that the Dolphins saw it the way I did, which was, you know, a lot of people th- saw wide receiver as a need, but I think we have a really good wide receiving core, in my opinion. We have, uh, we still have Albert Wilson, who who knows if he's healthy and if he <laughs> can get back to yeah. where he was, but he's he's a great auxiliary piece if we have him. Grant, he's kind of that same mold where you can he's use a, him. He's like
0: a small little man. You know, yeah. Has, so fast.
1: So fast. And then to have the one-two punch of Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, to me, those guys, you know, like you said, could be ones. Like if Wait, they had the right situation.
0: And you look how fit's magic when places that he's gone to yep. receivers love him. Their numbers are great. Yep. You're not gonna see Preston Williams He'll ranked a, as a wide receiver 1 preseason you're not going to see him ranked as a wide receiver, receiver
1: 3 in fantasy <laughs> i think he's
0: going to be a, i think he can he'll be preseason ranked even up to wide receiver 2 category because people are going to project it from what he did He'd before be a fun the injury round guy for me like, oh, yeah. so if he
1: if he falls to like 10 or 11 and i can take him as my wide receiver 4 or 5 i would love that because of the upside but to say he's gonna i don't know that's a little hot takey there that's that's that. my hot take he can have
0: wide receiver one numbers just because of fitz magic being there
1: even with Devontae parker being there
0: oh yeah I, I i if i'm a quarterback i'm throwing the williams when it counts over parker
1: oh, okay so you see whoa yeah all right it makes me happy Gets me all hot and bothered <laughs> so tight Maybe, ends um yeah. uh, no, we're not going to talk about
0: Nothing that. to talk about tight ends <laughs> out of this draft. Stay to the good old faithful ones if, you're t- if your league still has tight ends. Yeah. Stay to those There's top no tier reason. ones.
1: I so. guess we can talk about Gronk. We didn't. Oh, t- we didn't talk about Gronk. Gronk yeah.
0: Well, that's just unfair, right? <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> it's just, it's for two reasons it's unfair. It's unfair that the Patriots just get a free draft pick because is. the guy that's not even on their team, really. Yeah. And then the, you know, Tom Brady now has Mike Evans, Chris Godwins, Gronk, OJ Howard, yep. Uh, he's picked up these weapons now for running back. He's got Ronald Jones and the guy they picked up. They also got a pretty a guy who fell. I forget what receiver they got. Oh maybe. yeah,
0: out of Minnesota. I love, I love that yeah, kid. That, I'm trying it, to remember his name right now, but uh, I say I love the kid. I can't remember his name. Tyler <laughs> don't Johnson. Love you that much. Tyler Johnson. Yes, coming out of there. He's a um, the Viking fans on Twitter were hoping that same round where he got picked that the Vikings would pick him. And yeah. I knew they wanted There's other holes they had to address. Uh, but, I mean, he, he'll he be great as a third yeah. or fourth receiver coming in. Um, so
1: the weapons are there for Brady. So if oh, yeah. Brady fails, then Brady's done. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what we'll know. Then he
0: knows it's time to retire. But he's got everything he hasn't had in New England for a while.
1: Yeah. So I guess since we're not going to talk these tight ends, and we said we'd do Gronk, where do you see Gronk going in a fantasy league? Like, is he – Obviously, he's not the tight end one that he used to be, but is he still in that top five for you?
0: I don't think so. I don't think he'll get those targets because it'll be unnecessary. Because, you know, in New England, he was the top tier passing target.
1: I I don't see any way that I end up with Gronk just because there will be a lot of people that will say he's still Gronk and I'll take him as, you know, he'll Mm -hmm. be the perfect guy once Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz, maybe Andrews has gone that everybody's going to be like, I, picking can, a fifth. I can yes. get the tight end one possibly with this pick.
0: But those four guys you said must be picked over Gronk. Yes. And, and you, know, like, you know, 2020 at the end of the year, you can say Gronk had better numbers maybe than Andrews or something. Who cares? Think about what you know, Yeah. and those are safe. Those four names are safe for filling the tight end one spot.
1: All right, so Austin, Hooper, and Cleveland. Gronk or Austin, Hooper, and Cleveland. <sighs> Gronk
0: <laughs> I love Hooper but it's just oh, what, about, though, what
1: about Waller he's now got some more competition they got a lot of receivers
0: uh, I would say Gronk just because how Waller faded last mm-hmm. season
1: the last half okay Hunter Henry now with Tyrod Taylor throwing him or Justin Herbert who we didn't talk about mm-hmm. thank God the Dolphins didn't take Justin <laughs> Herbert I think he's gonna be a flop
0: I, I would say Hunter Henry sorry Jonathan no no because Henry gets hurt like every four games
1: uh, <laughs> what about Evan Ingram no Okay. I take Gronk. So, so you then you have him as a top five. I, I get him as a top five. <laughs> he's your fifth one.
0: It's just not After like i Andrews. You'd... I'm not like how we used to be. Just because of that one year and the guy's 30 pounds lighter. Yeah. I mean he's he's smaller now.
1: Honestly, I'm not that far off from where you are, but I think he'll go way too high. Like he'll right. go in the top first five rounds, and I'm not spending a you know fifth round pick on Gronk. No. So if he falls beyond that then yeah sure take the shot maybe he does you know continue to be Gronk he's had time to let his body heal like the last Gronk we saw was not a good version of Gronk so there he could improve in that regard yeah getting healthy taking that year off so yeah i think that's pretty much all we that's have for you guys pretty it. much it was
0: exciting it's been about a month or so since we've we've uh, talked football at all on you know, air i guess I'd call it air, air on the podcast uh but the draft was awesome so no live sports for weeks yes we and need this it. was amazing even though there were some awkward moments on the uh telecast for the fancy coverage like i don't know espn like can you hook up your guys with better <laughs> internet coverage so there's not that random 10 second delay yeah like oh, it was just too much like i love their input but it's like trey wingo's like being left out, you know, open there it was always Louis okay, Riddick. Okay, Louis Riddick, be like, Riddick. <laughs> it'd be like a I, 10 second delay. I love like. everything Lewis Riddick says, I love his, his takes, but I'm like, and oh, now he's starting to dock. It's you know? not worth it if I have to wait <laughs> five seconds every time. It's well, yeah, it's worth it, but it just feels a little weird, it feels a little odd. But
1: yep, yeah, so, so we're looking forward to this fantasy season. If you guys um, want to jump in there with what your takes are, you know, we love to hear from you guys on what oh, yeah. you think's going on um, with all these rookies. Who's your favorite? Um, and then also, kind of play. You know, let's use you guys as being able to talk or um, give us what our content will be for the rest of this off season. Um, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, maybe coaching changes is one we could talk about. Oh, that's a good one because that's for me. A, like that a big one. thing that um, goes through the off season. So
0: that, or you know, tell me, should I stay babyface or grow the beard back?
1: Yes, please. I want to hear knows? the input on whether or not this version of Chris or the other. I was this
0: version of Chris for almost like 80% of my life so far. I'm 31, but you know,
1: then I, I knew you when you were clean shaved, right? Nope. Or no, no. So you, you had a beard. November, 2013
0: is when I grew grew my beard. (laughs) It was, uh, right when I got out of the Navy, it was on terminal leave and, I started growing the beard and between that time and this time that I shaved on this past Monday, uh, I shaved once because of a trimming accident. So after that, outside (laughs) of lining up, I always had the barber trim my beard because I just sucked at it and I was scared. So that was that one time. But then like the next day, my my beard starts growing back. Like in two weeks, it's back. Yeah. But I'm actually thinking, I'm trying to weigh it out. I might go clean shave or grow the beard back. The beard will be coming back. I was trying to keep the mustache. Yeah. A oh, Reverend David, man. Man in our league He, he was, said so many harsh things about my mustache. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to chop that sucker off. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you probably in about a month. Yes,
0: sir. Deuces.